Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered by me, your host, and coach Adam Pullman. All right. In today's episode, we're talking about why you might not be losing weight even if you're in a calorie deficit. I know. I know you're like, time out, dude. That doesn't make any sense. That defies the laws of science. I understand. So make sure you tune in to this episode for more context on that. And if you're someone that's at a plateau or you feel like you're in a deficit and you're not losing weight or anything related to that whatsoever, this is going to be a very crucial episode for you to listen to. All right. Now, if you're new to this show and you're not really sure how it works, it's pretty simple, really. I literally just answer questions that are sent in by listeners like you which creates an awesome space for you to get your specific questions answered. So if you have a question or multiple questions that you would like me to answer and address here on the show, that way you can get an answer that's a little bit more in-depth in detail, you can submit those questions on Instagram. So my handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And a couple of times per week, I will post a question box in my story that says, ask me a question. That's where you can submit as many questions as you would like. I'll answer them briefly. They're on the story and then in-depth and detail here on the show, all right? So that's how that works. Make sure you go find me on Instagram there and submit those questions on my story when that question box is up. Please make sure that you um, submit the, it's just one question that fits into the box. You can submit multiple questions, but try not to do one question that you submit three different times because it's so long. It needs to be one question that, that per box, like one question in that little question box that fits in there, and I'll answer it for you, all right? Um, I used to do the whole thing where it's like you can string multiple parts of a question into three, three different stories, but that was a pain in the butt for everybody, um, and I didn't enjoy it myself. So just keep that question short, concise, fit it in that box, and I will answer it for you to the best of my abilities, all right? So that's how you go ahead and get your questions answered. Now, um, this show is listener-driven, and you've got an uh, not only do you have a chance to have your questions answered, but you have some pretty cool opportunities to um, utilize some great products from awesome companies that I am affiliated with. So today's episode, the affiliation is Mir. Mir makes amazing products, cups, tum, t- uh, tums, <laughs> cups, tumblers, mugs. That's what I was confusing. Mugs and tumblers, tums. Um, that keep your drinks cold or hot for a very long period of time. So it's summer right now. Uh, which means it's cold brew season. If you drink hot coffee in the scorching heat, you're for sure a psychopath. Uh, Change my mind. So I'm all about the cold brew right now, which means that, you know, I've got all these beans prepared or, you know, ground up. And then, you know, I'm, I'm using my cold brew little container maker thing and switching it out whenever it's out. Uh, and I use Mir's coffee canister. So it's got this little like plastic um, seal. It's well, the top and bottom are plastic, but then the middle is like this like rubber tire almost. And when you like flip the switch over on it, it inflates and it creates this like airtight seal in that canister. And it, even after I've like ground the coffee up, it keeps it extremely fresh for a very long period of time, which is super nice because it's annoying to um, first world problems. It's annoying to grind the beans every single time. It's way easier to just grind them all at once and then put them in a, in a container. And I don't have to worry about them not being fresh, you know, 
a week later when I go to use those beans for the next pot of cold brew. So, um, there you have it. So I highly recommend that. If you want to get 20% off of your order, so go to mirror.com, M-I-I-R.com, pick all the products that you want, use the code ADAMPOLMAN20 at checkout, and you will get 20% off. All right, so that's our affiliate for today's episode. Now, if you're someone that's been listening for a while and you're like, hey, I want some more information, um, you know, maybe even about coaching because you just sit and talk on a podcast all day long. I don't understand. No, I coach people one-on-one to help them transform their body, mind, and spirit. So if you're like, okay, I've got all the information. I, I need more counsel. I need more guidance. The first step I would recommend going to our private Facebook group where you can get more exclusive content to help you out. And um, you can also hear from other people that have worked with me in the past and that are working with me now. And so you can get an idea of, of uh, whether or not you want to pursue that. So the Facebook group, just go ahead and message me on Instagram with uh, Facebook group and I will send that right over to you so you can request to join there. Now, um, if you're interested in coaching, as well. Like you already know, you want some accountability. You want to coach message me on Instagram as well and, and just say call. And, uh, that will let me know that you're interested in coaching. We can set up a call to get to know each other more, see how I can best serve you as you're trying to improve your health and fitness. Now, lastly, if you want access to some more valuable free resources, free articles, free guides, go ahead and go to pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P O E H L M A N N fitness.com slash free. All right, I'm really excited for today's question because it's something that really, um, really confuses people. So the, this question comes from Instagram, comes from Jemima McDougall. Really hope I pronounced that right. I'm so sorry if I didn't. Um, and the question is, is this, main reasons why weight wouldn't be going down. I know I am in a calorie deficit. All right. So there is a lot that goes into this, that plays into this. Um, but first and foremost, I just want you to know whether it's, you know, the person that asked the question that's listening or anybody else that has struggled with this, you're not alone. It's totally normal to experience this at some point and there is a solution. All right. So try not to dwell in the frustration of feeling stuck and know that there is a way out. There isn't a, there isn't a, a, a way of escape. There is a plan um, and a solution to get you past that hurdle, past that frustration, past that obstacle. So just know that you're not alone and it's all good. We're going to figure it out. Okay. So there are a few different reasons why this could be going on. Tons of different reasons, but I want to go over the <clears throat> most common one first and a big thing that people don't tend to differenti differentiate. So there is a large difference. There is a very big difference between weight loss and fat loss. Okay, when we get on a scale and it gives us the number, you know, if I get on the scale and it says 190 something or 200 something, whatever it is, I have no clue what I weigh. Um, it That's going to be, you know, telling me how much everything that's on the scale weighs. That includes my clothes, my boxers, if I'm wearing clothes, that includes um, my my waist, like my my poop that's still in there that I, you know, I haven't taken a dookie yet, that's in there. The water that's in my body. That's there. My bones, that's a part of that weight. My fat, that's a part of that weight. My muscle, all like all those different things that make up what is currently on the scale, that is what is displayed in that number on the scale. So you can get on the scale and, you know, for example, wake up in the morning, get on the scale, eat breakfast, get back on the scale, you gain weight because you now have food in your stomach. Um, you wake up in the morning, weigh yourself, go to the bathroom, drop a number two, get back on the scale, you lost weight. All right. That's, that's how that works. Okay. Because all of those things that are 
currently on top of the scale represent your weight. That's not just a representation of your body fat. Okay. This is why body composition tests are so extremely important because it tells you the difference between how much fat you gained or lost, how much muscle you gained or lost, your water weight, all that stuff. So it gives you a better idea of what exactly is going on. And that's why the scale can be misleading and frustrating. So it's very important that you understand the scale is not just, you know, if you lose weight, that doesn't necessarily mean you lost body fat. If you gain weight, that doesn't necessarily mean you lost body fat. Okay. If you gain weight, you still could have lost body fat because you gain muscle. If you maintain your weight, you still could have lost body fat because you might've lost body fat and gained muscle. If you lose weight, you could have lost body fat or you could have lost muscle as well. Okay. There's a lot of different things that could or could not be happening just based that we could assume or freak out about just based on that one number on the scale. So my point is don't take the scale weight too seriously. It's just data. When taking the scale weight into consideration, what you want to see when it comes to fat loss, when you're losing body fat, not just weight, because you could be losing muscle there too, which we don't want. When it comes to fat loss is a, a continued trend downward over time. There will be times where you eat later in the night, the night before you wake up, you weigh more than you did yesterday. That doesn't mean you gain body fat. Your body could be holding on to a little more water. That food could still be in your system because you haven't used the restroom yet. So it's very important to look at a zoomed out trend of your weight. Okay. Zoomed out trend of your weight. So if you're going to use the scale, this is going to be a, I'm realizing how in-depth this episode is going to be and I'm excited for it. So stick with me. If you're deciding to use the scale, you have a healthy relationship with it and you're like, yes, I want to continue using the scale because I don't have access to a body composition test or um, one near me or it's too much of a hassle. I totally get it do this. What I would recommend is one of two things. One, just weigh yourself once a week. Okay. Same time of day, same day after using the restroom before eating or drinking that one time. Okay. And then do not freak out. If you have one way in that is more than last week's. Okay. You are going to have plateaus. You're going to have weight go up randomly and spike. You have to you know, look at a grand picture. So let's say you, you do that one weigh in per week. And over the course of 10 weeks, it has stayed the exact same. It has gone up. Then, you know, something's off, right? You can't take into consideration two, three weeks and have one week where it went up and be like, oh, oh the whole thing's ruined. doesn't work. Okay. The, the next thing that I recommend that I feel is a little bit better is weighing yourself, and this only works if you have a really healthy relationship with the scale and you understand it's not data and you can still put your nose to the grindstone and keep pushing forward even if the weight goes up. Weigh yourself every single day, first thing in the morning, after using the restroom, before eating or drinking. Okay, Try to keep the same time of day if you can. Um, and then you're going to take an average of those seven days and that is your weekly weight. You know, So if you have 150 on Monday, 152 on Tuesday, and so on and so forth. Add all that together, divide it by seven or however many days that you have. Let's say you weigh yourself five days, divided by five, seven days, divided by seven. That's your weekly average weight. And you want to see that weekly average weight go down progressively and slowly over time. Those averages, the average that you take from those five, six, seven weigh-ins will help um, uh, kind of like zero out, for lack of a better word, all of those fluctuations that happen throughout the week. And it's going to be a, a better representation of what your body is or is not doing. 
that average weight. So that's a recommendation there. If you're not going to do that, or if you don't want to do that, or if you have a poor relationship with the scale, I recommend you don't even freaking worry about the scale. Don't even weigh yourself at all. You can do body composition tests if you want, but you don't have to. Okay. You can do progress photos. You can do how your clothes fit, tape measurements, all that good stuff. But that's, that's kind of the whole weight loss, fat loss aspect of it. The differences there, why it's important to consider that when you're using a scale. Now let's talk about Let's say, for example, you've been doing it for a while. You're doing the things that I just talked about, like you're you're not freaking out when it spikes, and it's just you're not losing weight over a grand period of time. You're not losing body fat over a grand period of time. Again, you could be gaining muscle, especially for people who are eating enough protein and resistance training on a regular basis and progressively overloading their muscles. You could be gaining muscle. Again, that's why it's important to get a body composition test to see for sure. Okay. You could be gaining muscle. That's a possibility. The next one that people often don't consider is that they're, what they feel like they're actually eating is nowhere near what they're actually eating because people will do portion sizes like, oh, that's about a fistful, which is probably five ounces or probably four ounces, or, you know, they'll do stuff like that. And they could be 50 to hundreds of calories off each meal. And if you have three, four, five, six meals and snacks a day, that adds up a lot, thousands of potential calories over the course of a week. So when it comes to actually measuring your food, it's best to be as accurate as possible, which starts with weighing your food in grams, okay? And ounces as well, but grams is usually a little bit better. So you need to weigh all your food to see if you're actually, if what you think you're eating is actually what you're eating. Because if you're not weighing your food, 99.9% of the time, that's not what you're actually eating. Even if you're doing measuring cups, you know, there's a big difference between, you can have two different measuring cups, both are one cup, and you could have a different weight of those things, okay? Because it's not as accurate, the the measuring cup is not as accurate as the weight, all right? Um, So that's something that you definitely need to consider there. Are you actually entering in the exact amount of food that you're, you're actually consuming? If so, here's the next thing that's going on. You're not actually in a calorie deficit. And people were like, yes, I am. I swear I am. I did the calculations, blah, blah, blah. I'm eating less than I should be. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you did what you feel like the calculations said you should do. Doesn't matter if you're doing that consistently because here's the thing. Those calculations are inaccurate. They're inaccurate. That doesn't mean that they're not useful. But there's two components to this. One, the calculations are never 100% accurate. Two, whatever you feel like your body is or is not doing on paper is almost never a representation of what is going on in real life. So they kind of go hand in hand. So let's go back to the calculators, all right? As far as basal metabolic rate, total daily energy expenditure, they're just guesstimates. They are best guesses of what you may be burning according to your activity levels, your height, your weight, how much muscle you have, all that stuff. And the more general they are, for example, age, height, weight, gender, if you take that, it's a super general. There's a, you can take t- 10 different people with the same age, the same height, the same weight, the same gender, and could have completely different metabolic rates across the board. So you, that's, that's very general. You know, if it gets more specific, like how much muscle you have, amount of steps that you take per day, activity level, it's going to be a little bit better, but still not going to be 100% accurate. So you have to take those calculators with a grain of salt and understand that it's just a starting point and that you are going to likely need to make adjustments if you're not seeing the results that you want to see. So people, people do this all the time. They're like, oh, well, this calculator told me I need to eat 
1500 calories a day. I'm eating 1500 calories and my body fat hasn't, hasn't gone down at all. Well, perhaps the calculator was wrong. Maybe you either need to move more or eat a little bit less. Now, obviously that's burning the candle at both ends and that only lasts so long. So don't say, oh, Adam said, all I need to do is just move more and eat less all the, all the time and I'll be good. You're definitely going to run into some adaptations that are going to frustrate you if you do that. Okay. But essentially that's what it comes down to calories in versus calories out. So you have to make an adjustment. So that's nine times out of 10. That's the deal. Either people are not representing their, their or, uh, accurately tracking their food or they have a completely complete misunderstanding of what they should be eating based on some what some calculator told them and they're they're getting married to that number or they're getting married to that idea and feeling like that's the absolute truth for them when in reality it's just a guesstimate and if it doesn't work that means the guesstimate was wrong and you need to make some sort of adjustment once you progressively see fat starting to come off week over week over week month after month then you know you've been in a calorie deficit over that period of time because that's the only way it happens is through that calorie deficit as far as fat loss goes. The next thing that people don't consider, the last thing I want to mention, kind of going off those last two, is, is this. You can take age, height, weight, gender, all that stuff, activity level to figure out your total daily energy expenditure. Fantastic. Fine. But what those things, what those calculators can't consider is the metabolic adaptations that your body has and what your body is used to eating. If I take someone, let's say I've got two Susie Mays. I've got Susie May one, Susie May two. They both are the same age, the same height. They're both women. They both, um, uh, what do I say? They both weigh the same. Okay. They have all those same stats. But Susie May one has been eating eh, 1,200 calories for the last six months or so. Susie May two has been eating 2,000 calories for the last six months or two. It's the last six months or, or so. There is going to be a big difference in their metabolisms between Susie May 1 and Susie May 2, okay? If the calculator says, oh, because Susie May 1 has these same stats, they need to eat 1,800 calories, that's 600 more than Susie May 1 has been eating this whole freaking time. She's likely going to start gaining some weight. So there are different metabolic adaptations that your body has had based on what you've exposed it to with your nutrition, if you've eaten a very little amount of food for a very long period of time, your body likely does not burn that many calories at rest. If you've eaten more food over long periods of time, like a higher amount, and that's your normal, your body may likely burn more calories at rest because there does seem to be an increase in metabolic rate with the calories that you add. Um, but that doesn't mean that the metabolic rate outperforms the, the added calories. So you have to be careful with that information. That doesn't mean just go gorge your face and be like, oh, my metabolism's faster now. You're going to gain body fat, okay? Uh, it has to be a slow progressive thing. But the point is, there are there's internal stuff that calculators and body composition tests and all that stuff, they, they just can't measure. So in summary, all this goes to say that we are beautifully created machines Organi we, are, we are beautifully created human beings that have bodies that can do some freaking amazing things. And those amazing things are so complex and still so far beyond our understanding that we cannot measure them with 100% accuracy. You have to remember that. People say that the, the human metabolism is one of the most complicated things next to figuring out the freaking universe. It's not this black or white thing. Okay. So I don't mean to say that to overwhelm you and be like, oh, you're never going to figure it out. 
what I what I what I'm trying to say to you and remind you of is just don't get married to that calculator. Don't get married to that what that one person says. Understand and accept the fact that you are most definitely going to need to make adjustments over time to figure out what your true calorie deficit is during that period, what you need to do to maintain that to reach your goal for whatever period of time that might be. And then also remember that that's going to need to change over time too. Just because you did something three years ago, that doesn't always mean it's going to work for you now. Your calorie deficit three years ago might have been 1,500 calories. Maybe now it's 1,300 because you've just kind of starved yourself a little bit. You know, and so your, your metabolic rate has slowed down, slowed down. I'm not saying that's a guarantee, but those are just factors that you need to consider. All right. So it's not so black and white. The point is make adjustments to figure out what finally works for you. You're going to continue having to refine that process for the rest of your life. And that's a good thing because you figure out more and more and more about your body. All right. So you have to accept the fact that that's what's going to, that's what it's going to look like for years and years to come. And when you accept that, you're going to be far more likely to dig deep and figure out what's going on and make those adjustments. All right. I hope that helped in some way. If you know someone that could benefit from this episode that's feeling stuck, please share it with them. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.